if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. Authority on AM 1420. The answer. It is indeed, and a good morning to you. Thanks for joining us at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on AM 1420. The answer. It's Monday, and it is the 15th morning of the 11th month of the year of our Lord 2021. Coming up on the program, an interview I've been waiting for for just a while now. She is a very, very busy woman and one of the best journalists, I think, working in America. I'm talking about Molly Hemingway from The Federalist and from Fox News. She is also an author, and she has got a book out that we're going to talk about that is extraordinarily important. We have to look back at the election of 2020 in order to understand and ensure that the elections in future years that we have are fair elections. And Molly has written what might be the definitive book, I think, on the extraordinary theft of the election of Donald Trump in 2020. It's called Rigged, How the Media, Big Tech, and Democrats Seized Our Elections. We are poised as conservative, constitutionally-minded, patriotic, capitalist-loving, conservative Americans. We are poised to retake control of our government in 12 months. 11 months, I guess, now. November of 2022, in the midterms, we are going to take control. I've got statistics and forecasts that are simply unbelievable in terms of the massive red wave that is coming to rescue America from the destruction of the blue party that is uh, continuing right now in this in this very moment. Um, I mean, it's going to be the strongest red wave, according to forecasts, in 40 years. That's that's no joke, right? We're going to take it back if we are allowed to have free and fair elections. That's what Molly's point is. If free and fair elections are indeed allowed, we will uh, dominate in 2022 and hopefully in 2024 as well. But it is about understanding what was rigged the first time around. So Molly Hemingway will join us at 1010 this morning. She's our only guest. Jim Jordan has a schedule conflict today. He'll be with us on Wednesday morning at 935, so make sure you know that. Uh, but today it will be Molly Hemingway, and that means plenty of opportunities for you to chime in on the morning news. You can do so 
at 216-901-0945 anytime in this opening hour, or 888-281-1110. So one guest, Molly Hemingway at 1010, so before that and after that, you will have plenty of opportunities to be heard today. Save that phone number in your phone so you don't have to say, Bob, you read it too fast. I didn't get it. Get it. It's there. 216-901-0945 and save it. 888-281-1110 will get you here as well. Now, before we get started on the news of the day, and we have a ton of it. It was a very, very busy weekend. What do you say we start our program the way we always do? By pledging allegiance to this wonderful republic. Please, patriots, stand. Uh, find your flag, face it, put your hand on your heart. Leftists, we understand how you feel about this country. If you're a Democrat voter and you are happy with inflation, if you're happy with the uh, the standstill that our supply chain is in right now, if you are happy with the Taliban holding Americans prisoner, if you're happy with shutting down oil, leases, uh, uh, oil pipelines and canceling leases on federal lands to drill to make it cheaper for you to pump your uh, gas into your car, if you are one of those, uh, then I'm not even going to ask you to stand, because we know how you feel, and we know where you'll take your knee. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. You know, speaking of taking a knee, I have to just throw it out there. Uh, the Browns uh, had a horrible game yesterday, from what I'm told, and uh, there are more calls now for from fans for Baker Mayfield to be replaced as quarterback. Some have even said, how can Baker Mayfield be a starting NFL quarterback and Colin Kaepernick can still be blackballed or blacklisted from the league? And it's just so comical. Uh, so many things come to mind, including the fact that Colin Kaepernick believes the National Football League to be modern-day slavery. Those are his words. He actually did, in his HBO special, compare modern National Football League practices to the days of slavery. They treat the players like slaves. So, number one, why would Colin Kaepernick want to come back into slavery? Curious. If he sees the NFL as being slavery, why would he want to voluntarily be enslaved, number one? And number two, the fact of the matter is Colin Kaepernick wasn't any good the last time he played six years ago, and he's not going to be any better today. The only job Colin Kaepernick should be auditioning for in the NFL would be janitor scrubbing out urinals in the men's rooms. And the reason why is he can do that job from his preferred position, on his knee. Go ahead and scrub, Colin. Uh, you're, you're welcome back into the NFL. I'll leave that where it is. Now I want to talk about um, mandates and unconstitutionality and federal courts doing their jobs. The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, you know this, we talked about it in some depth on uh, Thursday and Friday. The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals did affirm its decision to place a halt, a moratorium, uh, a pause on Biden's vaccine mandate for all employers with over 100 employees to get vaccinated or tested for the virus weekly at their own expense. You know it's unconstitutional. I know it's unconstitutional. It is illegal. The uh, uh, OSHA is not an elected body. These are not elected officials, and they are not enforcing law that has been passed by Congress. Nothing about this is legal. You know it and I know it, but they did it anyway. But now court says so, and this means a little bit more. The court demanded on Friday, after our show, 
that U.S. Labor Department's OSHA, Occupational Safety and Health Administration, take no steps to implement or enforce the mandate until further court order. Now, this is extraordinarily important because they actually made their ruling earlier in the week last week, and Biden sent his, or Brandon rather, sent his deputy press secretary out there filling in for the vaccinated yet COVID-stricken Jen Psaki. What a breakthrough. Uh, Out there to tell people, keep going. Employers, we tell you, don't pause. Keep vaccinating as many of your employees as possible. Get it done, despite the court order. Joe Biden, again, I've said this before, waving his scepter and saying, we are not a government with three separate co-equal branches. We are uh, are an empire, and I'm the emperor. We are a kingdom. I am the king. However you want to phrase it. He said, I don't have to listen to one of the other co-equal branches, which is the judiciary. I'm telling you what to do. Keep vaccinating your employees. Tell them they're fired if they don't take these big profit jabs. And that's what they are, big pharma profit jabs. So he ignored the court the first time around, which is what led to the Fifth Circuit on Friday reinforcing its order. Stop. Stop. This in response to um, this day after joint entities in Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, South Carolina, and Utah legally challenged the mandate. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton who has been a huge leader against these uh, mandates, uh, said on Twitter, quote, citing Texas's compelling arguments in the Fifth Circuit, the circuit has stayed OSHA's unconstitutional and illegal private business mandate. We won. Litigation will continue, but this is a massive victory for Texas and for freedom from Biden's tyranny and lawlessness. And that, of course, extends to the rest of the country. More than two dozen state attorneys general contested this. Your plan is disastrous and counterproductive, the attorney generals wrote to Brandon. From a policy perspective, this edict is unlikely to win hearts and minds. It will simply drive further skepticism, and at least some Americans will simply leave the job market instead of complying. And that's where I want to bring in, well, you. I have spent some time over the weekend reading some Facebook posts. And to call them heartbreaking is an understatement. I've been reading Facebook friends telling me, well, I'm unemployed as of January 5th. My company just joined in. Others saying, I'm I'm actually out of job December 31st. That's my last day of work because then we're off until uh, the deadline of the 4th. So I'm actually done at the end of the calendar year. These are people saying, "I, I can't do it. I won't do it. Either for medical reasons or because I'm already immune thanks to natural immunity, or because I have a religious reason and they won't honor it, or just because I don't trust these big pharma profit shots. I do believe in the VAERS reporting system. I do believe that when the CDC runs the reporting system, controls it, and it shows countless more deaths and adverse effects from this vaccine or this series of vaccines than all other vaccines in the history of the CDC. It makes me very, very fearful of taking this, and I don't want to take it. I will lose my job rather than take it. And I'm reading these, and, I'm, and people are saying, by the way, is anybody else hiring? Where do I go once they take my job away because I am making a 
choice, my own choice, about my own health. I'm, I'm embracing my own medical freedom, which is granted to me in a free country. Of course, this country has ceased being free since this mandate was ordered. Now, the only, and so again, when I say I want to bring you in, I want to hear from you. Forget Facebook posting. Tell me live on the air. And you don't have to use your own name if you don't want to. Are you going to be fired from your job come January 4th? Are you going to lose your job prior to January 4th if your company is violating the court's order and continuing this mandate or continuing to enforce this policy uh, that was that is implemented under the mandate, even though the mandate has been uh, stayed by a federal court? Are you going to lose your job? I want you to tell me your story. If you want to tell me your employer, that's okay, too. I want you to tell me your uh, uh, plan going forward. How do you plan to handle this? And secondly, if you are just too terrified of losing your job, you don't want this vaccine, this this uh, profit shot, these untested experimental toxins being driven into your body that do not provide you with inoculation anyway, and you don't want them, but you cannot afford to lose your job. You cannot put yourself at risk. You can't put your children at risk because they have to eat. They have to have a roof. They have to have clothing this winter. And you're going to go ahead and get it anyway. You're going to go ahead and get that shot against your wishes, against your will, but you just can't put your livelihood on the line. Tell me that, too. I'm serious. I want to, I want to discuss it. I want to know, are you well ready to lose your job, or are you ready to save your job by getting something you don't want? Two one six nine zero one zero nine four five and triple eight two eight one eleven ten. The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals has laid it out. This is unconstitutional and it's illegal. Much litigation is still to come, but for now they have said pause this order. You cannot follow it, and companies should not follow it, regardless of what the Biden administration says, scepter in hand. Two one six nine zero one zero nine four five eight 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 two eight one eleven ten. We'll get you up and on the radio again. We're guest free in this hour, so this is a good time to call to talk about this on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Download the free WHK mobile app and listen to your favorite WHK programs or podcasts on the go. It's free in your app store. Okay, 923 now, AM 1420, The Answer. That's one of the, t- the two lead stories that I have for you this morning. The uh, Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals uh, has, has let it, let it, laid it down uh, and, and put it all out there. Joe Biden, you are violating the Constitution. You are violating U.S. law by having your Labor Department, OSHA, um, implement a mandate that you have no legal authority to implement. Now, here's kind of a follow-up on that. Do you remember... Uh, a couple of months ago, I want to say it was in September, it might have been October, but do you remember when I played you the audio of Anthony Fauci? Anthony Fauci essentially admitting his belief in communism. Remember what I'm talking about? Anthony Fauci said that you must give up your rights, you must give up your rights as an individual, or what you believe to be your rights, 
for the better betterment of society, for the greater good of society. In other words, your rights do not count when they are trumped by the needs of the state or the society. All right? Now, that's what Tony Fauci said just about a month and a half, maybe. I'll, I'll kind of split the difference there between a month and two months ago. It wasn't a misspeak. It was not a, an accident. It wasn't a moment where he just flubbed his words. No. How do we know that? Because he is now doubling down on his belief in communism as it pertains to mandated medicine. He was doing an interview with the ancient bones of Ted Koppel, uh, and I've got the interview in front of me, and there's a 27-second snippet of it that you need to hear as he doubles down on his belief in communism in the United States. Anthony Fauci, the highest-paid federal employee in the United States, makes far more than even the President of the United States, the king of infectious diseases, the grand poobah of epidemiology, told Ted Koppel that when Donald Trump expressed a belief in the rights of the people to choose whether or not they take vaccines, to choose whether or not they want to go outside and, 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 uh, and, and not be locked down, when he told people to choose those things, he was wrong. Individual rights do not matter when the state is concerned. Listen to this 27 seconds of a double down on communism. The next day, the president saying free Michigan, free Virginia. What, what, I, I didn't quite understand what the purpose of that was, except to put this misplaced perception about people's individual right to make a decision that supersedes the societal safety. And there it is. He, he's, he, isn't, he isn't erring in his speech. He's not making mistakes. He's not you know, fumbling like Joe Biden would over his words where everybody has to spend a few minutes trying to understand and decipher just what in the living heck he was trying to say. That's a Biden thing. But this is Anthony Fauci, who's very well-spoken. He's very poor at his job, but he's very well-spoken. He speaks very clearly. And you heard what he said. The idea that you have an individual right to decide what medicine you take or don't take uh, is misplaced when the needs of the state or the society are concerned. Misplaced. He can't understand. You know why he said, I just didn't understand what Donald Trump was talking about when he tweeted free Michigan and free Virginia. You know what he didn't understand? The first word. Free. Communists don't understand freedom. Communists do not understand the belief in individual rights. And as individuals, we then hire and choose what our government, we hire the government officials and we choose and we tell them what we want them to do. We are not subject to the whims of the government. The government is subject to the whims of the people. The will of the people. That's what Ronald Reagan said so clearly in that uh, clip that I played for you on Friday. I'll have to find that for you again. But once again, listen, Anthony Fauci can't understand the concept of free when Donald Trump tweeted that we should free the people of Virginia and the people of, uh, of, of Michigan who were uh, among the most harshly uh, oppressed, if you will, by lockdown policies and mandates. The next day, the president saying free Michigan, free Virginia. What, what, I, I didn't quite understand what the purpose of that was. Because the purpose was to say freedom. Except to put 
this misplaced perception about people's individual right to the misplaced perception about people's individual right make a decision that supersedes the societal safety I, I, I think there's something we need to start accepting and that is that sometimes when people tell you often enough who they are at some point you're gonna have to start believing them this little leprechaun has twice told us now he believes in communism he believes in states rights over the individual rights of the people he believes in the government's right to limit the government's power rather to limit the rights of the people if the government says that the state would be better served society would be better served by you not having the right to decide what medicine goes into your body or what experimental toxins go into your body then you need to sit down shut up and accept those experimental toxins you don't have a right in fact your thought process that you you think you have a right is so misplaced when the state is here to tell you what's better for you and what's better for society people's individual right to make a decision that supersedes the societal safety that to me is one of the things that i think went awry in all of this and went awry when donald trump dared to publicly support the idea of freedom in a free republic again it's not his first time anthony fauci has made it very very clear states rights supersede citizens individual rights that will play well in china that will play well in wuhan you know the place where the lab that did all of that gain-of-function research that was funded by anthony fauci in the nih it would play well with the uh, Communist China, or Chinese Communist Party, the CCP. It would play well with Xi Jinping. It'll play well in Vlad- with Vladimir Putin. It'll play well in, uh, in Cuba. It'll play well in North Korea. States' rights matter. Individuals don't. Do what the state tells you because we tell you it's for the greater good. That, my friends, is straight-up communism, and it's being practiced by the highest-paid public employee in the entire federal government. He's telling you who he is. He's telling you what he believes. You better start believing him, and you better start planning how we're going to stop that. We'll be right back. Courtesy of the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. You know, it can't, uh, it can't help. It can't help the uh, Biden approval ratings. You just heard some of those in that promo. Uh, it's cratering. His, his approval ratings are down to 37, 38% now. The approval ratings for the vice president, Kamala, rhymes with communist, not Kamala, rhymes with capitalist, Harris, uh, even lower than that. CNN. 
CNN. Who? CNN.com. Running a massive story on the huge dysfunction within the uh, Brandon administration. I mean, it's all over. Their homepage is covered in Kamala Harris versus Joe Biden uh, stories. Quote, worn out by what they see as entrenched dysfunction and lack of focus, key West Wing aides have largely thrown up their hands at Vice President Kamala Harris and her staff, deciding there simply isn't time to deal with them right now, especially at a moment when President Joe Bar- uh, Brandon Biden faces uh, quickly multiplying legislative and political concerns. The exasperation runs both ways. Interviews with nearly three dozen former and current Harris aides, administration officials, Democratic operatives, donors, and outside advisors who spoke exclusively and extensively to CNN reveal a complex reality inside the White House. Many in the vice president's circle fume that she's not being adequately prepared or positioned and instead is being sidelined. The vice president herself has told several confidants she feels constrained in what she's able to do politically. And those around her remain wary of even hinting at future political ambitions, with Biden's team highly attuned to signs of disloyalty, particularly from the vice president. All of that cannot be helped by the fact that Tony Fauci is out there pushing Joe Biden's vax mandate while promoting communism. I I keep saying it, and I'm going to keep saying it because it's accurate. Now, I told you last month, I thought it was last month, it was. It was very early last month, October 3rd, when we had this in an interview with the Canadian Broadcast Company. Tony Fauci declaring communism uh, should rule the day when it comes to COVID vaccines in the United States. Listen. And I think each of us, particularly in the context of a pandemic that's killing millions of people you have got to look at it and say there comes a time when you do have to give up what you consider your individual right of making your own decision for the greater good of society uh, yeah it's not ambiguous give up your right what that what you consider to be i love that part what you consider to be your right to make your own decisions for the greater good of society. Give up your what you think, which I will not even concede is real, but what you think is your right to make up your own mind on your own medications. Give that right up for the betterment of society, i.e. the state. That's what he said on October 3rd. And if you think, ah, maybe he just misspoke, this is what he said yesterday. I, I didn't quite understand what the purpose of that was, except to put... This misplaced perception about people's individual right to make a decision that supersedes the societal safety. Again, say it once, maybe you chalk it up to a blind moment, uh, absent thought, uh, whatever, whatever you want to call it, misspoken, flubbed line. Say it twice, and now you better start believing what he tells you he is. He's a believer in communism, and he is calling the shots. He and a cabal of, 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 quite frankly, globalists who are puppet-stringing Joe Brandon along, um, he's helping to call the shots. That's what I mean when I continue to say, and I don't mean to be alarmist when I tell you we used to be a free country, and I hope we will one day again. Right now, we are not, and it's in large part because we have communists at the helm. Okay. 
Uh, let's take some calls. As uh, promised, I want to hear from you if you've got situations with your work. Even though the Fifth Circuit said that they can't continue to impose these mandates, there are people whose companies already have already been scared into uh, enforcing this and are telling people, if you don't have your shot by date X, you're gone. And people are saying, I'm about to lose my job because I won't take this big pharma profit jab. My friend Will in Houston, Texas, is up first on AM 1420, The Answer. Will, it's good to hear from you up here in Cleveland. How are you, sir? Hey, brother. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. You know, I... Um... <clears throat> I ran across a, a, a something online that says nothing says trust the science like you can't sue us if something goes wrong. <laughs> that is right. That is exactly correct. Not only, not only, not only, not only do the um, the uh, big pharmaceutical companies who produce these toxins have uh, immunity from prosecution; they have uh, they're completely uh, or or from um, for being sued. They have complete liability protection. So does the government that is forcing it. You can't exactly. sue Brandon for for imposing a mandate that is unconstitutional. No one, if you take these shots and have adverse effects, much less if you're killed, uh, exactly. which is happening, you, you they cannot be held accountable. So there you go. The, wh- where's the their Where's their trust in the science? Absolutely. If they believe in that science if they won't actually put their their money uh, and their liability next to it go ahead exactly man but but to, to get to your the, the point the point at hand so you know i bob I, I i tried to fight it fight that man for the longest time i worked for a company that that basically did the same thing now mine was before the the court mandated said, said that that was not you know was wasn't lawful right but but um, I, I fought it as long as I could, man. Um, I, I had my my entire family was vaccinated. My sister's a doctor; she was trying to get me to get vaccinated. My my regular doctor suggested that I get vaccinated. My my dermatologist, because <laughs> I, I have a I have a immune situation mm-hmm. going on, um, and, and my but my dermatologist suggested that I get vaccinated as well. So. You know, I, I fought it, man. I fought it off as long as I could. But then, when my company finally came down and said, "Well, y'all have to do this," um, and otherwise, or you know, we could, they, they did say we get a, a religious except, exemption, but right. you know, that was going to be jumping through hoops and hurdles, and there was no guarantee that that was going to be approved. And I knew that my doctor wasn't going to give me um, the, the the medical the, exemption. Exactly right, the medical exemption. Right, so. So man, I, I'm one of the people, Bob. I, I went ahead and did it, man. Um, I, I'm still, I'm still extremely against anybody being forced to do this. I'm still against anybody being forced to do something that that they're uncomfortable with, you know. But I, I'm, I'm at the point, Bob, where you know, I, I just, I just pray to God, man, that you know everything is okay. I pray for my family. I pray for other people. That are, that are in my situation that, that felt like they were forced to do this because I, I can't lose my job. You know, I, I'm not in a point, you know, where, where I can walk away. No, I, I get it. And you know what? I understand. And, and But here's the thing. You don't apply in this situation that we're talking about because it sounds like even if your company didn't force it, you were getting counsel from your counsel from your physician and your a family member who's also a physician and so on right. and so forth. Right. And and if and, and this is what I always say. 
when it comes to any of these drugs that you see advertised, at the end they say, ask your doctor if this is right for you. And right. that's called freedom. And that's right. called choice. Right. And if right. you've asked your doctor and you've got an immunocompromised situation that you just described in yourself, and if you and your doctor decide and your family members of doctors decide this is probably a, a worthwhile risk for you, the, the rewards here maybe outweigh the risks of the, of the, of the shot, good for you. That's, that's freedom. Correct. But what isn't right is if you talk to your doctor, and you talk to your sister, I think you said it was, who's a doctor also, and right. you say, you know what, I still don't want to do this. If you're, Then your workplace comes into the equation and says, too bad. I don't care what your medical consultation showed with your family and your doctor. You do it because we tell you if you don't do it, you're fired. Right. Well, that, my friend, is what we have to fight against. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Well, I wish you very good health, my friend, obviously, and uh, and, and keep us posted on how you do, okay? You know, I, I, I Bob, I, I still see people online, man, and, and it's, it's interesting because, you know, I, I see people who, I'm, I'm, I guess I can say I'm in a situation now, man, where I can, I can empathize with people who don't, who haven't wanted to do this, but, but feel like, you know, I, I, I didn't have another choice. I was kind of uh, pushed t- towards it. Yeah, so I'm. I'm. I still, like I said, I still defend people's rights to make a choice. Right. Well, that's what this country is founded on, and that's why I push back so hard against communists who are taking those rights away from us. Absolutely, brother. All right. Good well, talking. Thank to you, man. brother. Appreciate appreciate the phone call. Uh, let's go to Tim in Cleveland. He's an attorney, I understand, and he's got thoughts on this vaccine mandate. Tim, good morning. Go right ahead. Good morning, Bob. So, um, my wife works at the Cleveland Clinic, and uh, they've been kind of holding off on it for a while. And I think they've been seeing what's going to happen. Well, last week uh, they came down and said, yeah, you got to get your first one by December 6th, uh, fully non-vaccinated by, um, and I say non-vaccinated because it's not a vaccine, um, fully non-vaccinated by January 4th. Mm-hmm. Well, she's had an exemption for uh, other for the flu shot in the past, still does, but they said even if an exemption is allowed, they may repurpose you. So instead of taking care of patients, she may be sitting behind a desk, um, you know, not doing what her job is that she's trained for and or could still lose her job, even with an exe- even if they say, yes, we grant you an exemption, but you're done. So that's going to cause, you know, obviously uh, a loss of income in our home. I'm self-employed as an attorney, so we kind of rely on her health care because Cleveland Clinic has fantastic employee health care plan right but um so i've actually got a meeting uh with tom renz uh this afternoon because you know i called you before about how cuyahoga county was forcing attorneys to get it or be taken off the assignment list yeah i remember so that. this is just it, yeah it's just constant it's, it's hitting home way too hard um i'm going to talk to tom about the exemption with regard to there's a group of of people at cleveland clinic they're talking about a, a lawsuit and uh, I've talked to Tom in the past about being an attorney, joining up with him and filing these lawsuits across Ohio. So, you know, this is – and what's crazy is do you, do you remember when, like, the there was some federal cases that came out with regard to immigration that all of a sudden it was – it had to be implemented nationwide? I don't understand why, you know, this out of the Fifth Circuit out of Texas is not all of a sudden being implemented nationwide. Why aren't these companies just saying, hey, look, you know what? This is unconstitutional. It's probably going to make its way to the Supreme Court. It's going to be deemed unconstitutional. We're just not going to do it. And because if you also recall, there's a huge percentage of healthcare workers that are 
non that, that didn't get the jab. You know, like I think it was like no, yeah, at one you, point. There, there was a huge percentage of, of employees at the at the pharmaceutical companies that weren't getting the jab. I don't know if you realize that, but back especially in the first six, eight months of this whole thing with the vaccines last year, uh, uh, or excuse me, earlier this year, there were there were huge percentages of people at the pharmaceutical companies making the, the drugs that were not vaccinated either. Now, I think that has changed a lot since they ended in, uh, put their own mandate in there. But when given their choices, Tim, and this is this is huge, when given their choices, healthcare workers and pharmaceutical company employees said, yeah, I'm not taking that. But yet they're pushing it on everybody right. across the country. Right. What's that tell you? So I just wanted to let you know, you know, Cleveland Clinic, they are uh, they are bending the knee. And I'm going to well, help me out here real Tom quick. Red. I've got one other question for you since you're since your wife yeah. works for the clinic. Um, yeah. Are they making any um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Are they making any uh, uh I'm struggling to find the word. I don't normally do this. Uh, it's usually easier for me to do. But at any rate, uh, are they accounting for anybody who is a Cleveland Clinic employee who has already been infected and has natural antibodies? It does not appear to be. No. It, it, it's get it or or possibly lose your job or be, quote, unquote, repurposed. So well, the, the reason I'm asking that, the re- yeah. Tim, the reason I'm asking that is I hope that your wife can print this article and take it with her when she uh, when she argues for her job, because it was back in June that the Cleveland Clinic printed a study, and they quickly tried to bury it. But they did the study and declared that there is no point vaccinating people who have already had COVID-19, that their natural immunity right. is sufficient, if not superior, to anything that you can get from one of those uh, experimental uh, uh, non-vaccines. Now this this again was published in in uh, in medical journals, and they tried to bury it as soon as it came out. But it's there. I'm staring at it right now. So I wonder if your Cleveland Clinic employee wife, who is facing potential termination, um, has she been exposed to your to your knowledge? Um, probably exposed. We've we've been tested multiple times. Not to my knowledge. We haven't gotten antibody okay. tests. Now we were. Well, both, I uh, I guarantee you there are people among. Part. I guarantee you there are, there are coworkers and colleagues of hers who have who have been exposed who have tested positive who according to the clinic itself have no need whatsoever and if that isn't granted if there if there's not an that's the word I was looking for accommodation are, yeah. uh, are they making yep. accommodations for people who already have natural immunity because of their exposure the clinic itself declared back in June that you have no need for a vaccine and if they make them take a vaccine on top of that they're literally saying our science is not to be trusted our science and our study proved you don't need it uh, if you already had COVID-19, but we're throwing our science uh, into the dumpster. We're going to make you take it anyway. If that's the case, then they might as well shut their doors. Absolutely, absolutely. So I will let you know how it goes with uh, my meeting with Tom, and I'll keep you posted. I would appreciate that. Give Tom my best, too. Thanks very much. All right, there's Tim in uh, uh, Cleveland. I'll take a quick time out here and get more phone calls right after this on AM 1420, The Answer. What I just said to uh, caller Tim, I meant if the Cleveland Clinic 
is not going to follow their own medical scientific studies, then they are no longer practicing medical science, and they should close their doors. I, I'm, I'm looking at it directly right now. Cleveland Clinic uh, conducted a study of over 52,000 employees nationwide in Cleveland Clinic, and they studied individuals who had never been exposed and then got vaccinated. They studied people who had been exposed and got vaccinated, and they studied people who had been exposed and did not get get vaccinated. And what they found was a statistical insignificance, meaning there is no point whatsoever, there is no benefit for someone who had been exposed, meaning they now have natural immunity, natural antibodies. There is no need whatsoever for them to take the um, non-vaccine profit shots. None. There's no benefit to it. Their immunity, their protection is as robust, if not more robust, than that of those who uh, did not get exposed and have natural immunity but only have the artificial immunity, uh, which it it doesn't even provide. It even says so in the study for Pfizer and Moderna and so forth, uh, that they do not actually provide immunity from infection. They only limit the symptoms. So if Cleveland Clinic isn't going to trust Cleveland Clinic's own science, then why is Cleveland Clinic even in business in the business of medical science. If you're a clinic employee, you take that with you when you have your meeting about not getting uh, vaccinated. Uh, let's go to uh, Parma. Ann, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Ann, good morning. Go right ahead. Hello, Ann. Are you there? Hi, Bob. Okay. Yes, hi. Um, I work for a company here in Cleveland, and they are proceeding with telling employees that um, unless they get vaccinated, they will be uh, terminated as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people who submit a religious exemptions, medical exemptions. We don't know anyone who's gotten approved um, with any explanation. And um, when asked why uh, FM Global, the company, would not at least back off and hold off on this with the uh, mm-hmm. mandate being stayed in the Fifth Circuit, they had no answer. No, of and course they have no answer. And, and and that's what the previous caller brought up, too. There are still companies and employers who, I think what it is, is they don't anticipate victory in the, in the courts, meaning once this is appealed and it goes to the next level all the way to the Supreme Court, I think they anticipate that it's going to be, um, it's going to be, uh, uh, approved, if you will, or the mandate is going to be considered constitutional. And if it is, the deadline that was imposed by the mandate, which is January 4th, is going to be implemented. And then every employee that they have that is not fully vaccinated by that time is going to be a $10,000 fine or up to a $100,000 fine, I think they said, for each occurrence. So I think there's just too many employees, or employers rather, uh, companies like yours and you're talking, that you're talking about who are terrified of the massive government fines that are coming if they don't get everybody in compliance now. And they're willing to push that even though the stay has been has been granted by the Fifth Circuit because they fear that January 4th deadline. The propaganda has worked on them and they're terrified. They're sufficiently terrified of, of, of being fined into uh, into a bankruptcy, quite frankly. Yes. Um, well, I personally won't back down. I, I think that's the only weapon that we have at, at this point. Um, you know, I don't believe in the vaccine. I never have. Um, 
I think for a company to expect us to put something in our body that we don't want is unconstitutional. It's it's just horrifying. I concur, and and I, I I will be praying for you as well as everybody that is gonna is gonna stand up for their rights and their own belief and their own medical freedom and their own choices what they put into their body even if it puts their position in peril. I will pray for you and everyone else, and I know that uh, there are thousands and thousands of other people listening right now who will join me in that. And thank you for the call and sharing your story. I will take more of those stories coming up next hour. However, at the top of the hour after this newscast, Molly Hemingway, a tremendous journalist and com- uh, uh, um, commentator uh, for The Federalist, uh, Fox News, and she is also, of course, a tremendous author. She's got a very important book that we're going to talk about next on AM 1420, The Answer.